Amen. Are we on? All right, good deal. Well, it's good to be back with you. Amen. And if you have your Bibles, I've been, I'll just be honest with you, I've been struggling on what to preach since I got up this morning. But I feel like we need to be in Mark chapter number 4 this morning. Mark chapter number 4. And uh, I brought, actually brought a poster this morning. Uh, it's actually hanging back there in the vestibule. And I want you all to do me a favor, if you would. Uh, last night and yesterday morning we had a prayer meeting and a rally for the tent revival coming up in Bristol in May. If you all would, I want you to help me pray about that. And starting May the 21st, we'd love for you to be with us in that tent revival. How many of y'all know where the big cross is up in Bristol? Y'all know where that's at? The tent's going to be right beside of it. So if y'all would help us pray about that, and if you would pray for Brother C.T. and all the ones that are going to be, that are planning this tent meeting and praying about the tent meeting. And uh, if y'all would help us pray about that, because I believe after last night and yesterday morning, that God wants to do something big in this tent revival. We had one saved last night at Oak Glen during the tent revival. I think, what was she, about 16 years old probably, Kristen, 15, 16 years old. Came forward and got saved, and that was wonderful. And God was all over that place last night. Had a great prayer meeting yesterday morning. If you all would help me pray about that. Because I believe that if we'd all be honest this morning, that we can say that we do need revival, don't we? If there's one thing that the church needs and there's one thing that America needs, it's a fresh move of God, amen? We've got enough religion. We don't need no more religion, Jim. We don't need any more dried up dead church. We need revival and, and we need a fresh move of God in this day and hour. And I believe that if our nation would see a true move of God, I think that God could do something in America like we've never seen before. But you know what it takes? If my people, that's what it takes. If we get hungry for revival, we get hungry for God, and we get hungry for the things of God, I believe God can do something like we've never seen before. Amen? Amen. All right. Mark chapter number 4. Let's start reading in verse 35. Mark 4 and verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you this morning. And God, I pray that you would take the word of God this morning. God, that you would apply it to our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that you would empty me of myself completely this morning. 
God, that you'd fill me with the sweet Holy Ghost of God, that we would only preach what you'd have us to preach this morning. God, would you speak to our hearts? And Lord, if there's one here this morning that does not know you as their Savior, Lord, may today be the day and may now be the accepted time for them to come and trust Christ as their Savior. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for it's in Jesus' name that we pray and amen. So here we see Jesus and he's finished his teachings. If we go back and look at the hinder part or, or the beginning of this chapter, he's teaching a parable of the sower to the disciples and this multitude that had gathered to hear him teach and preach. And as he has finished his teachings, he's told his disciples that it's time to pass to the other side. His work where he was was finished. And now it's time to go on to the next mission. Amen. It's time to go on to the next group of people. But little did the disciples know that they were going to learn a lesson from getting in that ship and going to the other side. Amen. So they're in this ship and Jesus is in the hinder part of the ship and, and, and they get in this boat and they proceed to cross to the other side. The Bible said there were also little ships that went with them. And here they are doing exactly what the Lord had told them to do. They got in the boat, they're crossing to the other side and then out of nowhere, unexpectedly, Guarantee you this wasn't on the disciples' radar, was it? All out of nowhere, a storm rose up on the sea. Isn't that the way a storm goes sometimes? You're walking with the Lord. You're serving God. You're reading your Bible, praying every day, getting close to the Lord. You're drawing out of God. And then all of a sudden, the storm hits. Out of nowhere. And that's where the disciples are right here. They're doing exactly what Jesus told them to do. And now they're right in the middle of this body of water. And they're right in the middle of a storm. First of all, let's notice the severity of the storm. This wasn't just a little thunderstorm. And it wasn't just a little rain shower that they were experiencing. This was a bad storm. That was on the water. And you may say, how bad is it? Or how bad was it? Look at verse number, verse number 37. And there, and there arose a great storm of wind. Notice it said it wasn't just a storm. It was a great storm. It was a bad storm. This was like hurricane. I, I could imagine hurricane force winds. This is a bad storm that they're in on this water. But notice what else it says. It says that the, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was full. So here they are and they're in the midst of this storm and the wind's blowing them every which way on the water and the waves are beating into the ship and I can imagine that, that it's tearing the ship all to pieces and the Bible says that the ship was now full. In other words, water was getting into this boat so much that it was filling up with water and we know what happens when a boat fills up with water. It begins to sink and you know why? Because the weight of that boat was too great for it to float on top of the water and 
and the boat's going down and the disciples are going down. And, the, and, and I could imagine that as they did in old times, they're trying to get everything they can get their hands on. And they're throwing everything overboard trying to save that ship. But to their surprise, it wasn't doing nothing. Because that storm never went away. They were still in the middle of that storm. And in the midst of them trying to throw everything overboard, there's more water getting into the ship, and the ship's sinking, and it's going down. And I could imagine the disciples, and they're sitting here frantically trying to get everything they can and throw it overboard to try to save their ship and save their life. They're frantic. They're worried. They're scared. They're, they're, they're worried out of their minds right now. And I could imagine that they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Just trying to do everything they can to save their life. Notice the desperation of the disciples, secondly. They're throwing everything they can over. The ship's sinking. They're worried. They're scared. They're terrified. And I can guarantee them disciples probably thought we're at the end of our rope. This is where it's going to end right here. I could imagine that as they're throwing everything overboard and it ain't doing nothing and the storm's getting worse and the wind's getting worse and the waves are beating into the ship worse that they're thinking, this is it. I'm going down this time. And remember, some of these disciples were fishermen. They had probably been through some of these storms before. They would probably been through some of these great storms before. But they're probably thinking, this is it. This ain't like any of them other storms, Jim. This is bad. The ships tore all to pieces. Waters filled this boat up. This is it. We're going down. And they're probably planning, telling everybody how much they love them and how much they care about them because they think we're going to die at any minute. But there's something they forgot. It's something they forgot. Yeah, they's throwing everything overboard. They did everything they could do. But there's one thing they didn't do that they should have done to begin with. They was somebody in the bottom of that ship. That's the master of every sea. And he's the master of every storm. And he knows exactly how to fix every problem. He's the one that, he's the one that made the storm. He's the one that made the water. He's the one that made the materials that, that, that the boat was made out of. But little did they know and also did they realize that he was the one that made them. And he was asleep in the bottom of the boat. So what do they do? They go down to the bottom of that boat. I can imagine them disciples are probably going as quick as they can. They're thinking, why didn't we think to wake Jesus up? He's down there. He's down at the bottom of the boat. And I can imagine they're running down there as quick as they can to the bottom of that boat. And they're saying, hey, wake up. We're about to die. But you know what? That storm didn't take him from surprise. Because you know why? Jesus knew the forecast before they ever went out there. Amen. He knew that storm was going to hit before they ever got in that boat and went out there. It didn't take him by surprise. And here they are trying to wake him up saying, Do you not care that we're getting ready to die? You're asleep down here at the bottom of the boat. We're up here getting ready to die. Disciples didn't have a whole lot of faith, did they? How many of y'all ever been there before? Can I tell you something? I've been there a lot. Listen to me now, it's easy when you're in the middle of a storm 
to forget about calling on the Lord. It's easy to keep your eyes looking on down here and looking over here and looking at the storm and looking at the circumstance and looking at how bad things are and looking about how close you are to going down and how close you are to going under and that you're getting ready to lose it and you're getting ready and you're at the end of your rope and it's easy to look around and you see those things and you forget to look to Jesus because we're looking around here and around here and down here but we forget to look up. But you know, the disciples, after a while, they realized we got the master of the seas on the boat. We got the master of the seas on the boat. And they asked him the question, do you not care that we perish? What a question to ask the Lord. What a question to ask somebody that came to die to save their poor, hell-bound, rotten souls. Ask them, do you not care that we're fixing to die let me tell you something. It, there's times in our lives that we're going to face a storm where it feels like ain't nobody cares about us. It's going to feel like ain't nobody loves you or nobody cares about you and nobody's listening to your problems. Nobody cares about the storm that you're going through. Nobody wants to listen to how bad it is. Nobody wants to help you. Nobody wants to give you assistance. Nobody wants to love on you. Nobody wants to put, a, put their arms around your neck and hug on you and tell you that you love or tell you that they love you, but let me tell you something. We got a God that, that knows exactly the storm that you're going through. He knows exactly why you're going through that storm. And He loves you. He cares about you. And He knows exactly what to do to bring that certain victory in our lives. Amen. I'm glad, God, it don't take Him by surprise. You might be going through the biggest storm in your life and you think I'm at the end of my rope and there ain't no way I can get out of this. There's no way of escape. But may I tell you that God knows exactly why we're going through the storm that we're going through. He knows exactly what to do to fix the storm that we're going through. And can I tell you, just as he did the disciples, he, he, he gets up from the bottom of the boat and he goes to the top and he looks at the storm. And we see the power of the Savior. What's he do? He says, peace. Be still. Just peace, be still. Notice he didn't roar out to the storm and, 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 and bellow out a big, huge voice. He just said three words. He's the Prince of Peace, ain't he? He's the Prince of Peace. You know why he's the Prince of Peace? Because he's the author of peace, amen? And he looked out to that storm and all he said was, Peace, be still. And notice what happened. It was, there was no delay. There wasn't a five-second delay or a five-minute delay or an hour delay. It immediately, the wind ceased. Immediately. There was no delay. There was no, there, there was no time lapse in that. It was instantly, the wind stopped. And the waves quit beating into that boat. And I could imagine the disciples and they're sitting there with their mouth open thinking, what in the world just happened? Do you imagine what they're thinking? That wind stops and all he says is three words. And they're sitting there thinking, how did he do that? Notice we're at the beginning of the book of Mark. And if you'll notice the question they asked at the end, they didn't realize Jesus had that power. 
And they're sitting there thinking, how in the world did he do that? How did he calm those winds like that? How did he calm those waves like that? And can I tell you, there's been times in my life where God's calmed the storm in my life, Jim, and I'm sitting here thinking, how in the world did he do that? How did he calm that storm like that? How did he bring me through like that? And can I tell you, when there is no way, and you don't think that there's a way out of the storm, and you think it's time to, I'm going down, I'm down for the count, and there's no way out, that Jesus makes a way every single time for a way of escape for his children. There ain't nothing too hard for God this morning. There ain't no storm too big, and there's no trial too hard, and there's no tribulation too bad that Jesus can't solve them. Amen. Jesus knows exactly what you're going through and he knows exactly what you're facing. You might be facing the biggest battle of your life. You might be facing the worst tribulation of your life. You might be struggling from week to week of how the bills are going to get paid and you might be struggling health wise. You might be facing a scary health situation and you don't know how in the world that you're going to get relief from your pain or you don't know what in the world's going to happen and you got all these question marks but can I tell you that Jesus has the power and he has the ability and he knows exactly what we're facing exactly when we're facing it and he's working on a plan of escape for every one of us that makes us raise our hands don't it say what a God we serve hallelujah what a God we have I'm glad he don't leave us in the storm by ourselves don't you he, he, he didn't say, I'll go with you till times get bad. And then you're on your own. He didn't say that, did he? He didn't say, I'll be with you until you fall flat on your face and then I'm going to leave you and you have to pick yourself up and do it all by yourself. He didn't say that. He said, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. He said, for I... For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's not something God said he might do or something God said he could do or something God said he may do. But it's, it's something God said he would do. And, the, and can I tell you, the promises of God are not nay, but they are very much yea. And they're just as much in effect today as they've always been. They're just as much in effect today as the day that God promised them to the children of Israel back in the Bible days or just as much as he promised the disciples or just as much as he wrote in the Bible about the promises of God they're just as much yea today as they've always been and I'm glad that God can't break a promise aren't you God cannot lie it's impossible for God to lie and if it's impossible for God to lie his promises are very much yea to you and I and we can take it to the bank we can, we can count our lives on the promises of Almighty God because He can't break them and He can't lie and He ain't going to lie and He ain't going to break them. And you know why? Because He loves you and I and He loves you and I. We're His people. We're His children. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor His seed begging bread. Amen. The righteous of God's never left one of His children. God's never left you. If you're saved by the grace of God, I can assure you just as much as my name 
name is what it is and we are here this morning that God's never left you and God's never forsaken you you might feel like you're all by yourself honey I feel like preaching this morning you ain't never been by yourself you may feel like you're all by yourself you may feel like ain't nobody with you you may feel like you're walking by yourself but may I tell you honey that God has never left you in the middle of a storm he's never left you in the middle of a trial and he didn't leave us the way that he found us but he changed everything when he came into our lives didn't he he changed my heart he changed my life he changed my steps he changed my talk and he changed my walk and if he's going to change all that brother I'm here to tell you that he's going to be with me all the way till I get to glory Woo! hallelujah I feel like preaching this morning Y'all feel that touch? I feel it this morning, y'all. I believe we're right where we need to be, don't you? But notice the outcome of the storm, lastly. The outcome of the storm. Jesus had calmed the storm and he asked them where their faith is. And notice what the disciples, what they came out saying. What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? They didn't come out complaining. They didn't come out questioning. What'd they do? They come out worshiping. I said they come out worshiping. It's hard to come out of a storm worshiping, ain't it? When you've been beat around and thrown around by the sea and you don't and you about wore out and thrown out and, and about to tap out, it's hard to come out worse than out of the storm, ain't it? But them disciples, you know what had happened to them? They realized that had Jesus not got on the edge of that boat and calmed that storm, that would have been the end of them. And they come out worshiping Him because they realized they could not do it in and of themselves. They knew they couldn't calm the storm. They knew they had done everything they could do. But when Jesus stepped on the scene, things started happening when they went down and got Jesus and He stepped on the scene. You ever been that way before had, and been like, and, and, and you felt like that had Jesus not stepped out on the scene, you'd have been done for? Amen. You ever felt that way? You ever felt like it all you had was Jesus? You didn't have a friend in this world. You didn't have anybody you could turn to. You didn't have anybody you could go to for help. All you had was Jesus. But you came out realizing, honey, that Jesus was all you needed anyhow. That you didn't need anybody else to comfort you. That you didn't need nobody else standing with you. Because may I tell you that if you got God on your side, that you have the majority with you. You're not the minority. You may be standing by yourself at your job. You may stand by yourself at school you may stand by yourself with your family they might be you might be the only one serving God by yourself but may I tell you that if you've got Jesus by your side you've got the majority amen you ain't the minority you might be by yourself but if you got God you got all that you need amen and if God God promised like we said earlier he'd never leave you and never forsake you and if he's never going to leave you and you got God by you you don't need nobody else standing with you I might be standing by 
myself figuratively on this life. There might not be anybody else standing beside me, but I've come to realize that if I've got God, that I don't need nobody else standing with me anyhow. It don't matter what the people down the road say. It don't matter what the people down the street say. It don't matter what the people at the church down the road say about the way I preach or the way I live. It don't make a hill of beans anyhow. Because if I'm living for God and I'm serving God and God's with me, that's all that matters, amen. They come out worshiping in the storm because they realize that had Jesus not come through for them, they would have been down for the count. And I can tell you there's been times in my life, Jim, I had Jesus not come through for me, I would have been down and out. I wouldn't have had a leg to stand on. The, the devil would have had me right where he wanted me. But right when I didn't see no hope and I didn't see a chance for survival, that's when Jesus stepped on the scene in the fourth watch of the night when I've been rowing and peddling all night long trying to get through the night, honey. That's when Jesus steps in. And when Jesus steps on the scene, something begins to happen you see things start to change and the tide starts turning and the wind starts calming and the waves start getting lower and the lightning bolts start getting start getting a whole lot smaller and the thunderclaps start getting a whole lot more quiet all because Jesus is the master of the sea Jesus is the king of kings and he's the lord of lords and may I tell you that he knows exactly what you're going through this morning come out worshiping they thought they was going to die until they got Jesus. They worshipped Him. And the outcome of the storm, no matter what the storm, no matter how bad it is, Jim, no matter how, how serious it might be, God's people ought to come out worshiping. God's people ought to come out worshiping and keeping our eyes solely looking straight ahead. It's easy to look this way, ain't it? And it's easy to look this way and look down and look backwards. But if we keep looking this way, God will see us through every time. What, what, what is it the Bible says? Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He says, he said in Psalm chapter 23, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Amen. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You may be here today and you might be facing the greatest storm that you've ever been in in your life. And believe you me, if you ain't in one now, you will be in one. Because that's the way life is. You'll either be in one, you're coming out of one, you're getting ready to go into one. You might be in the biggest storm you've ever faced. And you might think to yourself, ain't no way I'm going to get out of this. Ain't no way I can get out of this. I've, I'm at my last straw. This is it. You might be here today and you might not see a way of escape. You might not see that, that joy that comes in the morning. You might not see that. But can I tell you that we have a reason to worship the Lord right in the middle of a storm. How can I worship? We can worship on the worst of days from the very fact that we could not go to hell if we wanted to. 
Amen. We can worship on the fact that if I wanted to go to hell, which I don't, I couldn't if I wanted to because I've been washed in the blood of Jesus, sanctified, justified, and one day be glorified because Jesus done the work. What about you this morning? As she plays softly on the piano this morning. What about you this morning? Where are you at this morning? Are you, are you in a storm this morning? Are you in a storm? With every head bowed and every eye closed. Are you in a storm in your life this morning? And you might not. You may say, preacher, I don't see a way out of this. If God don't come through for me, ain't no way out. Can I tell you, though, that there is a Savior that loves you, that died for you, and He can help you through the worst of storms in your life. If that's you this morning, I won't embarrass you. I would never embarrass anybody. Say, preacher, I'm in a storm. I need God's help this morning. Can I see your hand? Say, preacher, pray for me. I'm in a storm. God bless you, sir. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Say, preacher, I'm in a storm, and I need God to come through for me. Would you pray for me? Anybody else? Say, I see that hand. God bless you, ma'am. I see that. I wonder this morning, this most important question that I'll ask that'll be asked today. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning that could say, Preacher, I'm here and I've never trusted Christ as my Savior. I have no idea about the love of God. I don't know the peace of God. I don't know the grace of God. I don't know the mercy of God because I've never experienced it. I don't know Christ as my Savior. But I sure want to know Him. Can I see your hand say, Preacher, pray for me. I'm lost. Or maybe I'm not sure that I'm saved. I've got doubts in my life. Can I see your hand? I won't embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Anybody, anywhere. As the brother comes and, be, and gets ready to sing this number of invitation. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. That you would bless in this invitation time, Lord. Lord, I pray for each one that raised their hand, God, that they would come this morning and lay, their, and lay the storm on the altar and give it to you. God, I love you this morning. Thank you for loving us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And amen. Everybody standing all across the house this morning. If you raise your hand, why don't you come this morning if you raise your hand? I'll be more than happy to pray with you. Would you like to come this morning?